0: Good afternoon and welcome to the show. This is Mark Avery for Shooting From the Hip. Glad you've been able to join us this now. Finally, winter got here uh, Saturday afternoon, the last Saturday afternoon in December. Uh, We have a short show today, so we're going to get right to it. If you'd like to find out more about Sim Trainer, please go to our website at sim-trainer.com and you'll find... Uh, all about the classes that we have offered. There's several classes coming up. I want you to encourage you to look about our um, our offers that we have and the training pass, especially the training pass plus, if you already have a concealed handgun license. But if you're new to shooting and you'd like to maybe consider getting a concealed handgun license, the training pass is a perfect way to do that. And we do have two classes, one at the beginning and one at the end of the first full week in January 2019, Hard to believe that's already here. So if you are interested in that, please go to our website and check it out. But what I want to do right now is jump right out to a special caller that we have on the phone, Representative Steve Huffman, who has been with us before and gave us a lot of heads up about what was possibly going to happen, what was hopefully expected to happen in the General Assembly, and, in fact, what did happen Uh, in many ways. So, uh, Representative Huffman and uh, Senator-elect Huffman, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here.
1: Hey, thank you very much for having me again.
0: So, uh, what we're talking about is House Bill 228, and the House uh, passed it, the Senate passed it. It went to Governor Kasich for his signature or veto. He chose the latter. And then it came back uh, to the General Assembly for action. You guys came back from your Christmas break uh, after Christmas on uh, Thursday, and took action. Uh, tell us a little bit about what all went on leading up to that and and how it came out.
1: You know it, it, it is very rare for the general Assembly to ever meet after Christmas. but uh, you know we felt it was very very strongly that we needed to uh, come back and override this over this override the veto. and we only in the house we needed sixty votes and we got sixty seven. Uh, in the Senate, there was uh, um, 21 votes, and they only needed—I uh, think—they needed 20. Um, went pretty much down party lines. We had four Democrats join us from uh, uh, in the House. There was no Democrats in the in the in the Senate. Um, only local uh, 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 member of the General Assembly was Peggy Layner that did not uh, join the majority. So. Um, I, I think it, uh, I think the General Assembly spoke, uh, um, you know, and told the governor that, you know, this was important for the people of Ohio.
0: When reading through the governor's veto statement, one has to wonder whether he was reading the same bill that was passed by the General Assembly.
1: No, I, I agree. I think that uh, the, the governor, if you remember back last spring, sent out an initiative on guns. Uh, that he wanted to see us uh, do. Uh, and we did did the, the the straw purchase was in was in 228. Um, it, but we did not get rid of bump stocks like he wanted to. We did not, um, you know, he had a provision in there that um, an officer, or a person could say, you know, go to the court and say, hey, look, you're mentally ill and take away your guns without any real due process.
0: Sometimes was referred to as a red flag law. Yeah.
1: Wanted uh in, in you know we just didn't feel that you know it was taking people's second amendment rights away we didn't feel that's right and i think uh the governor was kind of bitter and upset that uh we didn't really consider the, the his things very well so i think that's why the veto came
0: which is uh, I, for me as a as a citizen i find it hard to believe that someone who has taken an oath to uphold and defend the Constitution, both of the United States and of the state of Ohio, would then get uh, just sort of like a, a peek and say, well, I'm going to veto your bill because you didn't pass mine. And although he didn't use exactly those words, it's not hard to read that in the lines.
1: No, I, I, I agree with you, and I, I think as a member of the General Assembly, our jobs are to pass good law. I don't care you know. Who proposed them, or uh, what you voted on my bill? I think if they're good laws, we should vote on them and and, and I you know that's what I did, and I think that's what the the, the governor should look at, not uh, you know who proposed it or who whose idea it was you know if it's good law and good constitution
0: well, there are several things that did get passed in that bill, and not everything that everyone wanted uh, that happened actually before it even went to the governor uh, there but the things that are in that bill. Uh, for the most part, are things that we have been looking for. One of them in particular, and we've talked about this before, but uh, the burden of proof for who is at fault or whether or not it was justified use of deadly force in self-defense used to be, if you were not in your home or your car, it used to be on you, the person who had to defend yourself or defended someone else, to prove that by a preponderance of the evidence or more likely than not that it was justified use of deadly force and now with this bill uh that will change and just a reminder to everyone it's not in effect just because the the veto was overridden we don't even i don't know that we even have a date yet but it'll be sometime near the end of march as i understand it is there have have you heard that there's a date when uh, I,
1: i don't know the exact date so
0: yeah. Uh, ninety okay.
1: days after the, the 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 clerk gave the uh, ninety days from last Thursday, whatever, uh, whatever that day would be.
0: Okay. So once it once the bill was enrolled, then there's ninety days. So it it'll, it'll be a r- about three months from now. Um, and what will change is that the burden of proof then shifts to the prosecutor. Not just if you're in your home or your car, but anytime you make a, a claim that it was justified use of self-defense and provide any sort of justification for that at all. Um, basically, that says if if you are able to uh, explain how you thought it was self-defense, the prosecutor has to prove now beyond a reasonable doubt that you are lying, that you are essentially, that is not the case. Uh, that, yes, that's and the, I
1: think that's important. I, in my understanding, we were the last the state in the union.
0: That is absolutely yeah. correct.
1: you have burden of proof.
0: So uh, we, uh, Ohio is no longer an outlier in that area, and now all of the states, uh, in particular, with respect to that aspect at least, you are innocent until proven guilty, essentially. Uh, There were several other things that happened. Uh, I just read through some of the actual text of the bill. Uh, There were several things that were obviously put in there as a result of actions taken by some of the communities. that said, you know, we don't want you to carry guns and we're going to make it difficult for you. Uh, One of the so the preemption provisions that says local jurisdictions do not have the authority to make laws regarding carry of firearms. Some of those were strengthened fairly significantly.
1: Yes, yes, they were. I mean, in. We wanted to have a uniform ability across the state to have, so that people knew what their gun rights were, and not go from one jurisdiction to the other and not know what their what their rights were.
0: And the other thing that I noticed they did was to say that if that you'll get your uh, reasonable expenses back to include legal fees and uh, investigative fees and so forth, even if you are not. Uh, if you don't win in court, but the reason you don't win is because they changed the rule after the the suit was filed. When yeah, yeah.
1: you know, and again, it's it's going back to the 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 gun owner's rights to to uh, appeal and and you know have a make it fair in court for them.
0: Right, and that is, and and I don't I think sometimes people don't realize just how unfair some of those provisions were. Uh, and the fact that we've seen the abuse of the way that uh, certain people have been treated in certain jurisdictions and the fact that all of that gets captured in this bill to say all of those things that you've done in the past, if you do it now, you're going to pay for it regardless of whether you lose the suit because it becomes a moot point after you change the rules. Um, Yeah,
1: that's true, and... and you know, one thing that, that didn't get in the bill, it wasn't the original bill, and went over to the Senate and they took it out and, uh, you, you know, was stand your ground. But, yes. uh, you know, I, I think we can work on that in the next General Assembly. And, uh, you know, we're making small steps forward. We're not going to – well, many of us, uh, you know, believe in the, in the Constitution, want to – you know, feel, feel we should interpret it strictly. And, and unfortunately, we've lost a lot of those rights over the years. And, you know, th- th- this bill is just one step back forward to where we should be. And hopefully we'll continue that in the next General Assembly.
0: One of the things uh, that also changed was the definition of shotgun uh, or what is considered you know, the, the Ohio definition was very specific and didn't exactly match uh, the the federal definition. So that's been changed. Uh, The biggest effect on that is the Mossberg shockwave, which is legal under federal law but illegal under Ohio state law. When this goes into effect, that'll no longer be the case. Um, The the change uh, in who had to post signs uh, it was or just originally removed and it's now been referred back to uh, where the where the locations are that are not allowed. You're not allowed to carry, and you're expected to know that you're not allowed to carry. So, if that list changes again, they don't have to go back and worry about whether or not they have to change where the signs can have to be posted. Uh, that well, was kind one of an thing unusual. The
1: thing. governor had proposed as the, as the straw person um, uh, aspect of the bill. We did put that in there to strengthen. Uh, straw, you know, straw man pur- purchases guns for somebody else that that, that then go out and uh, use them illegally.
0: Right. If somebody who is a prohibited person who is not able to buy a gun on their own and they send somebody in to go buy it for them, that's already a federal crime. But putting this in the bill makes it easier for the state to prosecute. And
1: I think and that's uh, a positive thing. The state law. And, and you know, what I think as, as, as legal gun owners... I, I have no problem with that, that. That we do not want bad people to have guns. We don't want, uh, you know, people to go buy them for them, and it, it just uh, it makes the state and federal law um, coincide.
0: It also makes it only slightly more difficult for a criminal who's intent on doing something illegal to get a gun that they shouldn't have. But at least it gives opportunity for a prosecutor uh, to. Effectively uh, put someone in um, in custody and take them off the street if they're participating in that.
1: Yeah, and, and that was the, the, the intent of the General Assembly, to, 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 to just make that uh, equal to federal law. So.
0: Well, I really want to thank you very much for joining us, especially as many times as you have been with us on the show. I appreciate it. Um, you'll be moving into the Senate with the next session, which I guess starts here pretty soon.
1: Uh, I'll be sworn in January 7th into the into the Senate. I look forward to that. And uh, I look forward uh, as gun bills come up, uh, you know, come back periodically and, and discuss them uh, directly with you and your, and your listeners.
0: Well, we would love to have you do that. And uh, I, I want to thank you very much for all the work that you did as a representative uh, working to get this bill through and working with many other people who worked tirelessly to get this bill through uh, with some significant resistance. And I think a lot of people don't appreciate just how much effort it took to get this bill through in a way that would sustain um, overriding the veto when it was already promised by the governor that he would veto it before there was even a final text to the bill.
1: Yeah. Well, I I appreciate you having me on. I hope you have a, you and your listeners have a, Happy New Year's, and I look forward to doing this again.
0: Thank you very much for joining us. Representative and now uh, Senator-elect Steve Huffman, uh, who is uh, joining us on the phone, and uh, again, thank you very much for being with us. We're going to take our first break for the hour, but if you'd like to be part of this very abbreviated show, give us a call quickly at 457-1290, and uh, I'll try to get you on. We do have a few more things to talk about. This is Mark Avery for Shooting From the Hip on AM 1290 and News 957-1290. WHIO. When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather, or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up to the minute information. AM 1290 and News 957 WHIO. Sim Trainer is the Dayton area's premier indoor shooting range and firearms training facility. Sim Trainer is a members-only facility featuring 10 individual shooting stalls and a mechanical target retrieval system. Their range is also climate controlled for your year-round comfort. Sim Trainer offers both pay-as-you-go and year-long individual and family memberships. They're also proud to offer reduced-rate memberships for law enforcement and military. Need training? Sim Trainer holds unique and innovative firearms training courses, including the award-winning first shots program a concealed carry course and an advanced five course handgun series sim trainer is open monday through sunday check the website sim-trainer.com to find out more or call 293-3914 sim trainer the dayton area's premier indoor shooting range and firearms training facility 2031 dryden road in moraine just across from dpnl online at sim-trainer.com baby boomers have shared their frustration about how much tax they pay. Let me reverse that for you and put the emphasis on saving taxes. This is Chuck Oliver, founder of The Hidden Wealth Solution, and I've been helping clients for over two decades to get their retirement on track and avoid the tax traps. Daily, I see clients paying taxes needlessly instead of maximizing their financial future. Learn how to save unnecessary tax and optimize your retirement. Visit retirementprotected.com, retirementprotected.com. Tune in to Living the Full Life with Dr. Juan, Saturdays from 4 to 5 p.m. here on WHIL Radio. Hear Dr. Juan Fernandez from Full Life Chiropractic in Troy as he breaks down the tools needed to help you achieve your state of optimal health naturally, Saturdays beginning at 4.
1: A cloudy day expected for our Saturday today, and chilly as well. Temperatures only reaching 37 for the high. A breeze should gradually calm down as the day goes on. Tonight, we're looking at partly cloudy skies and a low temperature dropping to 27 degrees. Mostly sunny for Sunday, with a high temperature lifting to 41. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO.
0: Dayton and Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather, and traffic, and our Ask the Expert weekends. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Welcome back to the show. This is Mark Avery for Shooting From the Hip. And uh, on the phone, I have uh, Jeff Pedro, who has been a little bit under the weather, so he didn't uh, come into the studio today. Uh, Jeff, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year.
1: Hey, Happy New Year to you, too. Oh,
0: wrong Uh, Jeff. I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay.
1: Well, my question uh, is under this upcoming law, or is it current now? I know they were going to change it, but do we still have to inform a police officer that we're armed uh, if he contact, if we're contacted or pulled over? Uh,
0: Yes, that is, that is one of the provisions that was removed. Uh, There was some discussion that uh, that would be changed. Uh, That was, that was not changed. Um, That and I and I may have to double check that to confirm. There were several things, for example, uh, the the plane keeping your hands in plain view and so forth about having to do with uh, in a in a stop in a motor vehicle. Uh, I don't believe that either of those provisions made it through. But it's I'm still reading through the bill as it was enrolled, and so we'll have more information on that after I've had a a chance to fully uh, to fully analyze it. But My understanding is that 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 was not included in the final bill. And one of the things that was taken out in order to ensure that the bill would uh, both get passed and be able to uh, override a veto.
1: So we still have to inform an officer if contacted.
0: That's correct. That's that's my understanding as the way at least with, with respect to this bill, that's not one of the things that was included. Now, you would still have that duty, even as it was originally proposed, if uh, if you were asked or if you had, uh, when you provided identification and were asked for identification, you would still be required to provide that notification uh, and indicate that you had a a license to carry concealed handgun. So it wasn't a huge change to begin with. It also changed uh, that you would only have to do that once. Uh, rather than, in, in, a, in a particular instance, rather than with, uh, as it currently stands, that you have a duty to inform any officer that you have uh, interaction with during the course of that stop or have uh, had a traffic accident, any time that you're, uh, if you were a witness, for example, to something that occurred and were speaking with different officers that you currently have to provide that notice to each officer, that also is something that, that would have changed. Uh, but... That did not, uh, as far as I can see, that is, that is definitely not included in this bill, and I don't believe that went into effect. But if that's not correct, uh, we'll definitely correct that uh, when we are on the air again next next week. Thank you much. Thanks for very much for calling the show um, because that is uh, one of many things that people were concerned about, and um, it's it's one of the things that would have only changed slightly the amount of uh, inconvenience, I think, or the the risk. Uh, it would have changed the penalties associated with that, and there were several things. But as we have often mentioned in our classes, um, we recommend that you still provide that notice anytime you're dealing with law enforcement because if you don't, and the license or your registration for a car that is registered in your name is uh, is is checked, and it will show that you, as the registered owner or as the licensee, also have a concealed handgun license, and you didn't provide that notice. Now you run into the situation where there is the three things that we'd really never want put together at the same time, and that's law enforcement, firearms, and uncertainty. So uh, our recommendation is has been from the very beginning that if you have an official law enforcement encounter, and you're carrying a firearm, or you're not carrying a firearm, and they have a reason to check your identification, that you provide that notice either way. And part of the reason for that is because, you know, we just want to put them at ease. Now, frankly, at least in my experience, law enforcement sees that concealed handgun license as a good guy card. They know more about you just by knowing that you have a valid license than they know about most people that they deal with uh, on, an, on a daily basis at a traffic stop or anything like that. Because you are someone who has no violent felonies, you've certainly not had any uh, crimes that would have caused it to be revoked, and you had to have been free from even misdemeanor of, uh, crimes of violence for at least three years— prior to being issued the license and so you know that is that is a an information that was probably not thought of initially when there was some initial resistance to uh, people carrying concealed handguns by some aspects of law enforcement and frankly it was pretty much never the uh, average police officer working on the street dealing with individuals on a daily basis they're not the ones who were ever concerned about that it was the politicians primarily so um, uh, I think that although that it, that would have been nice to have that in there, and it could certainly come back in the next general Assembly, uh, it's one of those things that was far less significant in my opinion than the major change to the burden of proof. And that's one of those things that when I was teaching a class, people would just look at me with shock on their faces when I described the fact that, they were the ones who were responsible for proving that their use of deadly force was justified. Well, before I run out of time here, which is going to happen real quick, let me tell you a few things about what's going on at Sim Trainer and encourage you um, to check out our website, uh, look at the flyers, and look at the news there. We have the training pass. We've talked about it before. Uh, The basic uh, training pass gives you, for $200, basic handgun and concealed carry, a quarterly membership to SIM trainer and the ammunition that you need for both classes. Those classes are going to be offered starting on the 6th Uh, on Sunday. The 6th is basic handgun and on Saturday, the 12th is concealed carry. So you have plenty of time to get that, get signed up for that. Uh, We also have a first shots class next Saturday on the 5th. Uh, We will be closed on new year's Eve and new year's day. So If you're interested in getting any of that information, please stop by the website or stop at the range at 2031 Dryden Road. Call us at uh, 293-3914. Thanks very much for being part of the show. We're going to be having to end out early today because Dayton Flyers are going to be playing. So thanks very much for joining us on this abbreviated version of Shooting From the Hip on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. It's our Ask the Experts weekend on the Miami Valley Radio Station with breaking news, weather and traffic, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO.